Welcome to the LJA Podcast, featuring news, knowledge, and insight from principals, leaders, and subject matter experts in every area of the company. LJA is an employee-owned, award-winning civil design firm offering over 300 services with 43 offices in Texas, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Georgia, and Florida. We build civilization. Listen to the LJA podcast to learn why. Hey, folks, and welcome to another episode of the LJA Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn. I'm excited to be with you today. If you're listening to these in succession, there have been a couple of episodes already done, but I'm actually doing these in in a row, not in any particular order, but I'm actually physically here in the LJA office in Houston. Really excited about that. And I've got my man, Vince Salazar, in front of me. Vince is a vice president, land development here in the Houston office. And I've actually had the privilege of meeting Vince on a number of occasions, but it's exciting to be able to sit down with him today and just talk about LJA and talk about his ascent to where he is currently. So without further ado, Vince Salazar, how are you doing? Doing well. Happy to be here. Good, 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 man. Well, it's it's good to see you. It's good to see anybody nowadays, right? Mask off and everything. So, Absolutely. you know, I'm telling everybody I'm vaccinated and it's all good, but but yeah, no, it's it's great to see you and and would love to you know, have you kind of share a little bit about your story. And one of the things that we've been doing, or at least what I've been doing with this particular podcast is to have people share their superhero origin story. So I would love okay. for you, because yours is is unique in the sense that you've been here since day one. So, yeah. you know, day one of your career. Yes. And so I'd love for you to kind of share that with the audience here. There's, you know, it's just a lot of people. LJA has grown. I was telling somebody the other day and I I mean, this is kind of an aside, but I remember when you guys, well, I remember when you were much smaller, but I remember just like in 2014, you might've been like maybe 600 people. Right, right. And you're double that We've now. grown it's, quickly. It is insane, yep. the amount of growth. So there are a lot of people listening to this that don't remember beyond just two years ago or even sure. a year ago. So this is all new, but you're kind of like, you're kind of like that Yoda coming in off the mountain, sharing <laughs> some sagely advice. And I've seen a lot of Some it. wisdom. You've seen yeah. a lot of it. So I'd love for you just to kind of share with the audience your superhero origin story. Okay. Well, I kind of just lucked into this gig, really. I was 18. I was starting my career, or sorry, not my career, starting my education at U of H. Knew I wanted to be an engineer and didn't know what the heck it meant to be an engineer in the real world. So my mom had a friend that happened to know Gary Menzik, who was a guy that's been here since day one. He came over before LJA was LJA. And he had me come in for a day and just let me follow around a few people and see what they did. And I got to meet, I think, four or five people. There was probably only 45 people in the office at that point. And they picked somebody, her name was Maria Fuentes, to let me just sit behind at a desk and see what she did. And she showed me how MicroStation worked and how similar it was to AutoCAD. And I was quiet and didn't know what the heck was going on, but just happy to be in the room. And from there, I got to show them a few drawings that I'd done in high school and stuff. And It really wasn't a job interview. It was really just for me to see what engineers did in the real world and what a civil engineer was. So they sat me there. I talked to a bunch of people. At the end of the day, I got to meet Omar Escobar. He was the head of land development or ran the land development team at that point. Really, the production side is what he ran. And talked to him for like two minutes. And he said, hey, if anything ever comes up, I'll give you a call. And two or three months after that, he gave me a call and said, hey, don't really have a job for you, but love for you to come in. 
probably start you off in the fall room and just see where things go from there. And as soon as I can get you in a cat position, I'll get you in a cat position. So that's where I started. Wow. And so really, you just kind of came here on the hope that something would open up for you, really. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And you mentioned so many names that I'm familiar with. And I think Omar's son works here, right? He does, Noe. Yeah, yeah. yeah Noe. <laughs> so, he has a yeah. similar story to I did. Right, I'm sure. Mine. Yeah, yeah. And I, I know Noe. And, and it's funny how there's a couple of families that have had like, you know, parent and then child work here yeah, at LJ. Absolutely. So, you know, that's, I think that speaks volumes to the kind of culture that exists. And that says a lot. But before we talk more about LJA, I really want to get into this because you, you mentioned something just a second ago, and I want to make sure that nobody missed that. You said you were doing drawings in, in high school. Did you know that early on that you wanted to be an engineer? I knew that I was good at math and I was horrible at reading and, <laughs> and writing. So I figured this was a path for me. So yeah, I kind of did. Okay. All right. So you, you said, well, this, is, this may be the route that I want to go, but you didn't have a parent or anyone that was an engineer. No, not at all. Okay. Not all at right. all. Wow. That's cool. Well, so let's talk about, you know, those first few years at LJA. What was that like for you? Because I'm assuming it sounds like you worked while you were still in school. I did. Yeah. So I worked my pretty much, I was in school for six years and five and a half years I was here at LJA. So, I mean, I was literally 18 when I started here. All the company functions, they always pointed me out and said, hey, that guy can't have a beer, make sure. <laughs> so I was that kid. Right. But man, we, I started here in that first Six months or so, I was in the file room and my mentality was I'm going to do the best job I can do in this file room. And it probably didn't matter to anybody what I was doing, honestly. Right. But I just tried to meet people. I tried to take in what, what was going on around me and, and just take mental notes of everything that was happening. About three or four months into that six months, they started talking to me about, hey, we're going to try to find a place for, to put you into doing some CAD and stuff. And there came an opening in our plating department. So I got to go into the plating department. Didn't know anything about plating, didn't know what it was, didn't know why it was important or any of that stuff. But I got to learn how to take a plat from nothing to all the way through getting it recorded and everything that it takes to get a plat and get a subdivision on the ground. From there, I got lucky and there was two spots that were open at OJA in design groups and I picked the Woodlands group and don't know why I picked them. <laughs> um, probably picked them because of Manny Vasquez at that point. And he okay. was kind of lead designer and he was a guy that I'd be working with and he sat right outside my door when I was in the file room and I struck up a relationship with him. And uh, he's actually another one that his son still works here. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's, you know, and you picked a group. I mean, the Woodlands, there's a lot of growth in Absolutely. that area. And that, that was one of the fastest growing areas of Houston. Maybe still is. I don't yeah. know. But I know back in the day in the 90s. Absolutely. Everybody was wanted to move out to the Woodlands or some area around there. Yep. So, you know. Yep. And I really lucked into it because I didn't know necessarily know this, but the Woodlands was Calvin's baby and Calvin ran the Woodlands group. So for the first four or five years of my life, I actually got to work directly with Calvin. He signed my plans. He saw the good, saw the bad of me. And he always kind of took me under his wing for that. Wow. So he was almost like, so Calvin was almost like a mentor. He was absolutely a mentor to me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it was, I just got lucky. Like I said, I looked into this job and I looked into a lot of opportunity here. Yeah. I mean, I like hearing that because you know, I've heard it from other people. I meet earlier who's actually brand new at LJA, just joined a couple of months ago. But yeah. he talked about the importance of the culture here and the way that family is fostered, the way that relationships are fostered, mentoring and mentee relationships. And just, you know, it was one of the things that honestly 
that led him to come here and join LJA. Yeah. And that's in 2020. That's when he was hired. But you're talking about back in the 90s. Yeah. And, 98. Yeah. And so it was a huge, I mean, it was a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. It was a big deal. Don't tell anyone. That's the secret sauce. <laughs> that, well, no, I mean, <laughs> listen, there are design firms and then there are design firms. And absolutely. LJA is a design firm where you can honestly come and not necessarily look, have to be looking over your back in terms of whether or not somebody's coming for you or gunning for you, because this mm. is a fertile ground right, where you right. can really grow into your career, grow into your discipline and be the best version of yourself. Would Absolutely. you agree? Absolutely. We sell people all the time on one of the main reasons to come to LJA is because we're all about growth. We're all about growing our people. And in our view, you can't move up unless you've trained somebody to take your job. So if you're not training somebody, you're not going anywhere. You got to train people. And that's what we focus on. That's what we focus on in our managing every day. And that's the secret sauce here at LJA, really. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about land development as it pertains sure. to LJA and what you have, you know, what you have seen over the years, the iterations of, of land development mm -hmm. as it pertains to the service and work that LJA does. And what was the one thing that really gravitated towards you about, you know, doing those plats of land and the subdivisions and, you know, what moved you in that area? I think what really moved me was it's tangible and I could go out and see it. So I could go see a project that I worked on and see it come to fruition and see houses and see people living in houses there and see people, kids playing on the street. Okay. All right. And then, so how many subdivisions, I mean, I don't know, do you, have you kept track of how many <laughs> subdivisions you've had a hand in? No telling, but well over a hundred. Really? Absolutely. So, so you could pretty much, we could circle this city and you could point to places and say, I had a hand in that. I had a hand in that. Absolutely. And yeah. And that's, I mean, that speaks volumes to how important LJA was as a design firm for all of these developers, right? Because sure. I mean, developers, a lot of times they're always, you know, it's about the money. It's a location, of course, is key, but, you know, and, and also having something that people want. Right. And you have to kind of bring all of those different things together. together yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, That's what makes it fun. It does. It does. So, so now what are you, I mean, what have you really taken in over the years that has kind of continues to fuel your fire, you know, here at LJA? Cause I mean, again, it's a lot of times people say, oh, you know, I always want to do something new. How are you continuing to stoke that, that internal fire for yourself? And what has LJA afforded you to be able to do that? Okay. I would definitely say early on, every project was new. They may all seem the same, but I learned something different on every one of them. There's always something that I'd never seen before that I had to figure out. And that was fun early on. And as I moved up, it became working with different people, working with different personalities, figuring out how to help them succeed. And, and that really fuels me even now is, is helping my team succeed and seeing them grow and seeing them get to make some of those leaps that I got to make. Yeah. And what would you say about like for some of the people that maybe working in different departments, different verticals within LJA that aren't really fully familiar with the land development piece of it. What would you want to say to them to have them understand what you guys do on a regular basis and how it kind of, it factors into the bigger picture? That's a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> I like asking tough questions from I time get to it, time, get it, but, good. but, but I, I know you can handle this. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd say that land development, let me have you ask that question one more time just to make sure so, straight. So my question would simply be for other people that are here at LJA, what is what would be the one thing that you would want them to understand about, you know, what makes land development so important, first of all, 
and why is it an essential piece of the puzzle in terms of the overall services that LJA offers? Gotcha. Land development, I think, really focuses on infrastructure, much like a lot of the different parts of our of our company, but infrastructure for communities, for people. And it really is managing all the pieces to come together to give people a home. And when you get to get out to meetings and you get to get out to the communities and see the communities you're living that you're designing, you understand how much it means to those people that live there. Yeah. The job that we're doing. Yeah. And that the little decisions that we made have a huge impact on their lives daily. Yeah. And I think, you know, and I've talked to some of your, the younger people that work here, but you take your folks out fairly early on to get a feel for, you know, what a project is, right? They Absolutely. don't just sit behind a desk all day long. No, no. We we seek opportunities for them to get out to the field and, and understand it and get to see it. Okay. And what are some of the biggest takeaways that you're experiencing with them when they're like, wow, I had no idea that, you know, land development was X or I had no idea land development was Y. What are some of the things that you hear from some of the younger people that you take sure. out into the field? I think early on, it's, wow, I didn't understand how that little thing on a drawing is is this big in person and can't be manipulated the way that we intended to manipulate it. And then as they get older, they get to see more, they focus more on the community itself and how everything comes together. And they take a lot more pride in that. And they're not as focused on the small detailed design stuff. Sure. Well, yeah. And that makes perfect sense because again, you know, I've always told people and, you know, being involved with this industry since the nineties, you know, one of the things that I I would hear from a lot of younger engineers and younger architects for that matter would be, well, I have no real frame of reference for the project because I've never seen the project site. I've never gone there. I don't, I can't see it. I can't touch it. And, and I honestly believe that that is a real limiting factor for design professionals when they can't actually take in, you know, use all five of your senses to take in a a project and have a better understanding of it. Absolutely. It's important. Yeah. So what have been some of the the challenges that you have been able to overcome through the years that have allowed you to be, you know, the guy that you are now as far as land development is concerned? Because I I know that issues come up. Issues always come up. Yeah. I mean, with land development for the uninitiated, you've got stakeholder issues in the community. You've got issues with the developer, cost overruns. I mean, you name it, change orders. There's always something that impacts a master plan community. Sure, sure. And so I'd love for you to just kind of share some of your experiences with that. I definitely say that typically our biggest issues are drainage and we focus on those and and having a plan early on and seeing what we would call a constraints map that kind of lists all your constraints in the community to start with. Focusing on problems early on and knocking those out early saves you a whole bunch after you, you know, catching that before you actually put money and time in designing. I would say that issues we've had are definitely different, difficult clients, learning how to deal with people, learning how to manage difficult clients and help them see that maybe something's not as big a deal as they think it is. Managing their expectations is something that we focus a lot of time on and managing our, being able to focus and put emphasis on our own employees typically means that our clients end up happy. If we have happy employees, then we have happy clients typically. Exactly. Yeah. You take care of them and they'll take care of your client. Exactly. So, yeah. All right. So, and I I just had another thought that entered my mind as, as you were talking, you know, I noticed that there are always issues that come up when a project's completed or even in the middle of a project. What kind of benefit is it to be a part of a company like LJA that has so many vertical 
areas of the company that service sure. so many different things. I know I've talked to, you know, hydrologists here. I mean, you've got folks that are, are flood uh, floodwater experts. Sure. You've got a little bit of everything under one roof. That's a huge benefit. <laughs> it's a huge benefit not to have to go outside the company for help on a problem. Because typically when we have a problem, we're trying to get to it as, as soon as possible. And it helps when they're in-house. When it's somebody that's outside the company, then you're in line with everybody else and whoever's paying more might be getting their, their work faster than you are. Yeah. So definitely having all the expertise that we have in the house is the is the biggest, I think, factor that makes our clients want to stay with LJ and want to work with LJ because there's an efficiency that comes with that and they understand that. It's called one-stop shopping. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so it doesn't get any better than that. So, well, I love that. So, you know, you're 23 plus years into this. You started out as as an intern, if you will, and, and have evolved into something that maybe you probably didn't, you didn't see yourself at this point, did you? Not at all. No. Yeah. And so what do you tell people that, that are coming in now? How do you, because I mean, a lot of times it's like, how do I connect the dots from where Vincent started out and where Vincent is currently? And sometimes connecting the dots is not as easy, right? Because right, it's time, right. you've got situation, circumstance, but how do you connect the dots for these young people that are coming through the doors here now at LJA? that want to be like you in the sure, future. Sure, sure. Um, number one, we try to mentor them and I try to spend time with all of our young people. I, I try to have conversations with them and talk about their aspirations, talk about what they want to be, where they want to go at LJA and try to give them insights on how I got there. And I also try to just make sure that my managers and I, that we really focus in on things that go right and, and why they went right and make sure that they know it's appreciated and it's noticed because those little things help people want to do the next thing, want to do that, want to take that next step. And really just noticing things, noticing when our people do something right is a huge deal to them. Yeah. I mean, that simple acknowledgement along the way, as opposed to that at a boy or at a girl that you're not waiting till the project's done. Right. If they just complete one simple task of it, it's huge to get that reaffirmation. Absolutely. That everything is good. Absolutely. Yeah. So no, that's good. So what are you bullish about for the future here at LJA? Just bullish on our growth. I'm bullish on LJ succeeding and, and continuing to do what we're doing, really. We've got a great plan. We're, we're always planning to grow. I mean, we've, our, one of our mantras is grow or die. And that's something we live out every single day. Yeah. And I'm bullish on that because that's what keeps LJ going. Yeah, no, that's great. And you know, I'm thinking about this and as I'm looking at you, you, you are a young guy. You're not that old. And I mean, you have another 23 years in you? Oh, absolutely. Do you really? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. All right, so you're gonna you're gonna do a Calvin on us and and, uh, and go the distance. <laughs> gonna try to. Okay, okay, I love that. I love that. So, what else would you want to share with the audience listening? For you know, with the understanding that most of the people that are gonna listen to this is this is more for internal purposes, sure. and we've got new people. We might even have interns that are told, "Hey, you got to listen to these LJA podcast episodes because there's some good there's some good nuggets of wisdom in there." So what would you share? What would be one or two additional things that you'd want to share with that young group that, you know, when they listen to it, they're like, okay, this makes sense. And I got to listen to this guy, Vincent. Number one, I'd say ask questions. I mean, really, there's people that are here that are willing to help. Don't be afraid to get outside your little little group of two or three people you do work with every day because everyone's willing to to lend a helping hand and, and answer questions. And they may have a different perspective that the people you work with don't. It's really easy to start doing things the way you do them because they've always been done that way. So getting an outside perspective, getting somebody new to help you out on a problem or just to run something by can often give you new ideas that maybe the whole team can take something from. 
Okay. So asking questions would be a huge one then as far as you're concerned. Anything Absolutely. else? Be aggressive. Okay. Be aggressive. If you want to do something more, tell your boss you want to do something more. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine that in a place like LJA, when that question is asked, it gets answered. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And a lot of times it gets, you know, as a boss, you get busy, you're, you've got your tasks that you're doing every day and you're not able to focus on, is this person ready for a task or not? And, and sometimes just them saying, hey, I need something more and I, I can do more. Where can I help out? Right time, right place. You give them something and all of a sudden they're doing, they're doing something that they hadn't been doing before and they're growing. And that's, that's the point here is to grow. Yeah. Well, where do you see LJA in the next five to 10 years? I mean, uh, again, 35 offices, yeah, over yeah. 1,200 plus people or more. I mean, what, what's the act? Do you know the actual number of, of people? Of people that work here. Uh, it's hard to keep track. I know. Over 1,350, I think. Okay, 13. I'm shortchanging about like 150 people. It might be so. 1,300. It, yeah. it changes by the week. <laughs> yeah, that's all good. So, but but where do you see LJ in the uh, next five to 10 continuing years? Continuing to grow, continuing to grow what we do, adding services. And I think I see us growing outside of Texas. Really. Yeah. Are yeah. you, you you're up for, because I mean, I think the land development landscape in Texas is a little different than it is in some other states. Sure, sure. But but you guys feel like you're up you're up for the challenge? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I'm sure it would be a welcome challenge. So that's good. So listen, in your spare time, or, or are there any books that you, you've read that have really provided some inspiration for you? And if not, it's fine too, but- Not really. And mostly, like I said, I wasn't a good- a reader or writer. Yeah, that was I mean, that was just not your it thing. It wasn't my thing. But uh there's a few a few books that Calvin gave me when I came in. Um there was a five minute manager book that he gave okay. us that he really wanted us to read. And then there was a book called Growing by Meats and Bounds. Okay. That kind of taught you a lot about MUDs and and were very specific to land development in Texas. Growing by Meats and Bounds. Yeah. yeah, I've heard of that. Who wrote do you know who wrote that? No clue. It's okay. probably still sitting on my bookshelf though. But you got it. Okay. Yeah. That's good. So you know, any of you young folks that are listening to this that are working at LJA and in the land development area, go ask Vince to borrow that book. And uh I'm sure he'll oblige you and uh yeah. maybe even ask you some questions after you've read it. So yeah. that's good. Man, Vince, this has been great. I really appreciate you kind of sharing and giving us kind of a glimpse of LJA from your perspective, because again, you you are a legacy here at LJA. You've been here for a long time, almost a quarter of a century. You know, by the time it's all said and done, you might be here half a century. Who knows? So, you know, as long as you've got breath, it sounds like you're going to be here making some waves at LJA. That's right. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, absolutely. I appreciate that. So, well, folks, there you have it. Another episode of the LJA podcast. So excited to bring all of the subject matter experts to you, all of these great people that are all part of the LJA family. Remember, LJA, we build civilization. It's as simple as that. Am I right? It is. <laughs> it is. So thanks again, Vince. And we appreciate you, man. And, and we look forward to connecting with you again in the future. Thanks, sir. All right. Thanks for tuning in to the LJA podcast. Whether you are doing your due diligence to hire a design firm or you are trying to learn more about the company, this podcast is one of the best places to start. For more information about LJA, please visit our website at lja.com to learn more. At LJA, we mean it when we say, we build civilization. We build civilization.